Hello everybody and thank you for joining me on this Tuesday. It is Tuesday the 12th of January. So, there is uh, a lot still continuing to uh, pepper our world with the positives that are difficult to find in our everyday life as the negatives seem to be swirling more and more uh, with the uh, you know, pandemic still raging and um, the vaccine rollout, especially in the U.S., not going quite the way that it was uh, initially thought that it might. Hopefully that will change and we'll, we'll uh, get on track and get it rolled out quicker. There's uh, also the impeachment that is possible for our current sitting president before the transition of power there is the word in the report that there could be um, coups in all 50 states that are attempted I don't know if a coup for these will be specific but the coup in general of overturning the government or overthrowing it so that um, our current president can seize power so we're dealing with that still here in the U.S. There's a, uh, you know, fallout from social media companies to uh, other corporations uh, to you know, golf for uh, that have created a backlash for our current sitting president. It is not all. That is not all that's happening. So today, uh, oh well, one more quick thing on that. There's also the fact that. Um, there are a couple of uh, Congress folks that have tested positive for COVID-19 and uh, say that it came directly because some of their counterparts that were refusing to put on masks while they were under uh, attack uh, in Congress. So there's that on top of it. So some of that good news keeps rolling in. But... I will continue to try to find some good news and uh, share that with you and help you uh, regroup as yesterday and rethink forward. And today we're going to look at um, facing our problems, whether it be personal, whether it be large scale. And uh, that will be kind of our step of the day. So I'll talk about that more in a little bit. Thank you for joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning. And you are listening to The Daily Optimist. The first story I'd like to talk to you about is how yesterday there was a um, push for legislation to abolish the federal death penalty. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I am not for the death penalty. I'd prefer them to not have the death penalty because uh, I don't think that it I don't think that it has uh, accomplished what w the initial idea of it was, which was I, I'm thinking it was a deterrent um, to anybody breaking the laws. I'm not saying there aren't people who do heinous acts, because there absolutely are. I just don't think that the 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 death penalty comes into their mind and when they're doing these terrible acts of violence. And I don't think that that um, 
necessarily is a deterrent in uh and I, I think that's been proven true but also uh personally i'm not for it because there is a disproportionate um um dis there's a disproportionate uh in sentencing rather for defendants that are convicted of killing white uh white people and they're sentenced more harshly than those who have killed black people uh, so there's a, this, this, those with that disparity in there, it's like, um, there's also the number of people who have, um, been wrongfully accused. And I mean, there's, um, 173 people in the last few years have been exonerated from death row. We got it wrong. The system of justice fails, said, um, Durbin. <clears throat> so he's a Senator from Illinois, Dick Durbin. So there's a proposal that went through, and uh, if you d don't know that in um, July of 2019, uh, former Attorney General William Barr, they had the Justice Department resume federal executions, ending what had nearly been a two-decade hiatus, and uh, they the government executed 10 prisoners last year, and then there's plans to execute more before Trump officially leaves office. Um, so that's pretty astounding number uh, that has recently just just happened. So I don't know if uh, this will get enough bipartisan support with the Senate now split 50-50. You know, if you have that split, then Kamala Harris will get the uh, the vote once she uh, and uh, Biden take over officially. So. Um, we're looking at them attempting to do away with the federal, um, the federal, uh, death penalty. So whether you're for it or not, I'm not sure. Uh, it is an interesting, interesting article that I, I found about it and how, you know, like I said, it just this past year, there have been, uh, 10 people executed last year. So that number is going to possibly continue. There's been calls for people who were on the death penalty for years and who, um, you know, may not have necessarily needed to be executed. Uh, there's Brandon Bernard. He's a black man who spent more than half of his life on death row for a crime committed when he was 18. Um, so, there's there's just a lot of intricacies that go into this and you know some of it is they're attempting to leave up to states as well but they're just trying to get rid of the federal so we'll see how that plays out and if that continues uh i also want to talk about um performing arts and artists so in the u.s that obviously industry has been hit incredibly difficultly and there has not been much money or anything for artists that uh, can no longer perform their work. Um, I'm talking, you know, theater uh, very much so. Um, and having a personal um, hand in that world, I, I do acting work as well, and personal hand in that world, I am... 
understand how, you know, art, being an artist is sometimes overlooked unless you're doing something that people enjoy. <laughs> so people don't think about artists as, as people because you tend to think of artists as, you know, well, you, you think of basically Hollywood or Broadway, but there are people who don't make it there and who are still struggling in art and still performing because that's, you know, something they do. But uh, there's no safety net for them and when it comes to like unemployment so instead they have to find other ways to hustle however uh, in france they have uh, unemployment insurance for performers as well if they've worked a set amount of hours in a year then they are eligible for it and this is goes back and it's been around for quite some time but i had never heard of it and it's simply a way to make sure that these artists even times uh uh of where there's no ability to to have shows be put on, um, that they can still be able to live and survive, and that is what a, a big issue is in the the U.S. Where you know you have artists who can't perform, but um, may not be able to get hired at other things because there are less places that are hiring because of the pandemic as well. So. You know, it's not does not make for an easy attempt at transition to being able to um, to have the necessities of life, as in attempting to pay rent or you know pay your bills in general. So um, you have to work about five hundred seven hours of paid work during one year period in order to be uh, part of the program that they have in France. And it's been around since 1936. And, uh, in May of last year, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, uh, said that it would be guaranteed until, uh, August 31st of 2021 as places have been attempting to start again, but then they have not been successful because of the uptake in, uh, the coronavirus cases. So, I thought that was quite interesting because here in the U.S. we don't even have a Secretary of Arts and Culture. So we don't even have a, a, a way to have anybody represent the arts and culture in um, federally. And it, it, that industry alone is a, a, a massive industry. It might be the, the most massive industry technically in the U.S., uh, making the most money a year if you you know include film with theater and uh, all the above uh, all all things under arts and culture so there's push to push to have that happen once president-elect joe biden uh, officially takes over um, and there's a cause to resuscitate the depression era federal theater project so it's interesting uh, hopefully that will come into play um, we'll see, but again, I understand as an artist that sometimes we just get looked over. All right, those are my stories today. I will be back in just a moment. Time for some positive news. My first positive news story comes from a uh, police officer that was uh, called in to Massachusetts, and this goes back to December 20th, but I'm just hearing about it now. It's been a busy couple of weeks. 
Um, so um, he was called to a stop and shop in Massachusetts. His name is uh, Officer Matt Lima because there were uh, two women with two young children that were not fully scanning all the groceries that they had. So when he uh, showed up, he <clears throat> took um, one of the ladies off to the side and she started saying that she was working, but the other lady was not. The mother of the children was not. Sorry, they were with two children as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. And, uh, he, you know, the, the lady was explaining that they were just trying to get this food so that they could give their the kids a Christmas dinner. <clears throat> so he did see that all they were trying to steal was some food. So he decided not to charge them. Yeah, he said the the two children with the women reminded me of my kids, so I had to help them out. <clears throat> they were in need, so he decided that he would um, a notice, hand them a notice not to trespass, and then he bought them two hundred fifty dollars worth of gift cards with his own money, so they could get food for Christmas at another Stop and Shop store. Uh, he says they were very thankful. They were kind of shocked. So uh, the the police chief and uh, said this incident is a true testament of Officer Lima's great character and decision making. His actions exemplify what it means to protect and serve the members of our community. He could have easily just uh, arrested them, uh, and he listened to them and, un and made a decision based off of the story and what he had gathered from their details, uh, and realized that people are struggling right now. And it may not be best to arrest them as they are just attempting to provide for a family and, and have a Christmas that they are not um, not really able to have. And food is should be a, uh, a, a simple thing that everybody should be have access to. So he made the decision to make sure that this family was able to have a, a Christmas dinner. So thank you to the, that officer. Uh, we appreciate that. My second story comes about a plumber who has spent uh, a, a staggering $77,000 during the pandemic while he's been helping thousands of people, um, vulnerable families, to fix their heating and plumbing for free. So his name is James Anderson. And in 2017, he was called to um, get uh, by a family to bring in a second opinion. <clears throat> and he saw that the company was trying to con an elderly and disabled man out of 5,500 euros. So he was like, that's the worst. So he founded uh, a thing he calls DEFER, Disabled and Elderly Plumbing and Heating Emergency Response. And since he's helped more than 10,000 families, he's... Uh, but over the pandemic, it's been greater. He's uh, been providing food, uh, PPE, and even paying bills for people. So uh, he's, he says, um, if you've got disabilities issues, sometimes these things can become too difficult to overcome, and we want to make sure they're taken care of. Uh, so, you know, he says, we've all got a social responsibility to each other. We need to be there for each other. So he currently works with plumbers and you know different uh, places around the, uh, the UK, and uh, he has a GoFundMe page to accept donations, and um, he's basically just working hard all the time to help elderly, disabled people 
who need um who need help during the pandemic specifically but not just solely too um he said there are about um between christmas day and new year's they had about a team of three volunteers three apprentices and four engineers they took on 93 jobs for free he says i work seven days a week 70 hours a week i haven't taken a single day off i'll have enough rest when i'm dead so again like i said you can donate to his gofundme page as he continues to help people uh, who are in need. So thank you to Mr. James Anderson for your your positive work and helping your community. We appreciate you. So those are some good stories. Now I'm going to switch over to your positive step for the day. And it is about um, as we are still in a world of turmoil and you know, it could be some personal turmoil going as well. And as I wanted you to regroup yesterday and figure out what, you know, things you may be interested in changing today is going to be face your problems. I mentioned that at the beginning, face your problems. Okay. So what that means is you have to start really taking stock of what have been your obstacles from you stepping forward, whether it's personal goals, professional goals, or whether it's community, societal, what changes you wanted to make in this world in your life face those problems face the 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 obstacles and think about them truly how you can overcome them um you know what what steps do you need to do to overcome are you having you know whether it's a personal thing are you having you know an eating issue or an exercise issue how can you face that problem can you get some help? Can you join a group? Is it something, you know, where you, you know, do a, you know, an, an app that uh, helps you track food or helps you track exercise, something of that nature? So if you're looking at societal problems, how can you start? Are you are you gearing towards social justice? Can you email some legislators or send, uh, you know, make phone calls? Are you trying to change uh the the system for something who can you contact how can you contact them and how can you start to make uh inroads into the changes you want to make or help make all right so you don't have to necessarily be a leader in it but you can certainly help making changes even if it's volunteering for organizations as well there's all sorts of things like that or if you are in a position to help others whether it is like you know a, a reading program, you know offer offer assistance for for things of that nature. There's always ways for you to face your problems and help in a situation. You just have to start by actually facing your problem. All right. I know I have, and I know I will continue. And for years, I I had thought about going back to school, and I finally finally made that decision. And I, I have started taking some classes, and it is, you know, just only my second week, but I faced the, my problem, um, and I, I am attempting to conquer it. So, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I will now switch to the positive quote for the day, and it comes from Rithi Pana, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, Rithi Pana is a Cambodian documentary film director and screenwriter. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but I have not heard it said. So I'm just reading reading it, and I could be butchering it. Again, he's a Cam- Cambodian documentary film director and screenwriter. All right. 
And his um, quote goes like this. It is only by reflecting on the past that one can create a better future. Once again, it is only by reflecting on the past that one can create a better future. So that's why I'm facing your problems, your problems of your past that have uh, stopped you from being able to create that better future are now for you to look at them and then move forward into how you can change that so that you can do the things you want to do with your life and uh, affect change if that's what you want to do. All right, whatever the case may be, reflect, face those problems, and see how you can push forward. You got this. All right, everybody, thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. You can follow me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at The Daily Opt Pod, at The Daily OPT, P-O-D. You can also email me if you ever like to. I am the daily optimist at yahoo.com. Uh, one more thing before I'm out, and you know what it is already. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little optimism and positivity in their day. Thank you very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, everybody. Please, be well. <laughs>